0: Blog Talk
1: Radio. Hi, and welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I'm your host, Donna Price, and Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio is where we celebrate passionate, visionary womenpreneurs that are creating incredible businesses that impact them, their families, communities, and the world. And today we have a special guest, Janet Werner, who's the author of N O Spells No. Y-E-S spells yes, and has many other visionary things that she's bringing into the world. So let me tell you a little bit about Janet before we bring her on. She's been called the vision lady by many of her pharmaceutical clients in the 1990s because she led multi-year transformational projects facilitating thousands of employees from the boardroom to frontline operators through creating their own personal vision. She was a forerunner in the early days by personalizing vision when not many consultants were doing that. Her passion and vision as a 33-year-old entrepreneur launched her into Fortune 500 companies in continuous projects without any investment in marketing. That is the power of passionate vision. Today, Janet's passionate vision remains steadfast while continuously expanding over three decades. Her vision is to get words out around the globe that move people to right action without a lot of effort. She is evolving her 30-year practice into producing words in simple books and on consumer products with the vision of mass distribution around the globe. Janet, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here and talk with you. I know, like, just reading your bio, I start getting excited because of what, what your vision is. So tell us a little bit about your business first, and then we'll start getting more and more into what you're envisioning with this global project that you talked about.
0: So thank you, Donna. Uh, I first want to say, you know, you have been such a great collaborator and advocate for women um, and for me on the project. So thank you, thank you. I love how you uh, support us. Um, and encourage a lot of other women to listen in and, and join you on this. So uh, to tell you about my business, I have to just give a quick framework of three stages. Um, 1988, I launched JWH Training and Consulting, Inc. I was an employee at Sherring Plow in the pharmaceutical business. And um, the business launched basically from uh, good experience as a trainer, a technical trainer. Um, and I was out into the pharmaceutical industry, mostly, you know, as you you mentioned. But my second business was to take all that and create a leadership conference center. Did that in uh, the early 2000s. The current business now builds on all of that. Um, I still do consulting and training, but I'm also a, a published author, and I'm publishing tools. So my business is both consulting uh, and
1: tools. Great, and you have some incredible tools. I was I've been so impressed with them, and they're just so creative and innovative. Um, the original inspiration for you getting started as a woman business owner.
0: Um, that's a that's a great question, and it has you know two stages. As I mentioned, when I was in sherwin plow, I was a, really a technical trainer and a supervisory trainer, but I had an opportunity. Um, with the transformation that Sherving was going through. And I I really got access to the senior executives, and I started doing managing change, uh, executive coaching. That was in 1988. And I wound up building a vision that says, I got to do this in a much larger arena. And um, I just saw, felt, heard that I could go out and impact a lot more people than we're ensuring. Um And that, that is what happened. But the inspiration really started in 1979 when I was in my master's degree for college student counseling. And I remember pondering with the vision, and, and I wondered, you know, what if we took college student development out into the business world? Um, so, you know, I followed that thought got myself into corporate, and then followed that out into my own business.
1: Nice. I have a similar, like, story because my background was in working with people with disabilities in residential Mm. programs, and we used to – I always kind of felt like coaching now as a business coach is so similar to that work where we would sit around and help people envision their life and what they want in their life. And you as mm-hmm. a staff person sat there going, I wish somebody'd do this with me Yeah
0: <laughs> you know
1: and yeah and, and now we're seeing it out in the world, vision boards and and coaches and consultants working with people to create those visions and strategies. So it's great. Um yeah know,
0: and that's a good message you now to others, because that teaching, counseling, um, education kind of early years for both of us and maybe others, you know, really is the forerunner of a vision, you know, to make it wider, bigger, impact more people.
1: Yep, definitely. And for, for me, it was about collaboration, um, you know, bringing all the people into the room that could help make that happen. And I think that that's part of what um, you've experienced also is that that can help make your vision reality. So (laughs) So tell us more about your vision now.
0: Okay, so, um, you know, I'm going to just circle back to, you know, the three stages that keep building vision. Vision is constantly evolving. So, at one time, the vision was in the 80s, you know, get as many people out in corporate America prepared for the paradigm shift that I and many of us imagined would happen in the 21st century. The vision was I just need to get out and, and teach that managing change process. There's a lot of change coming. Um, and so that was a, the propelling force back then. Um, the vision for that second business was I, I felt very strongly I needed to gather leaders together in a place. And um, the vision was not necessarily to go out to corporate America, but to bring corporate America into a location Um, And that's the vision of the Leadership Alignment SPA in the year 2000. Uh, That vision was enacted. I'll tell you about the challenges later. Uh, Now the vision 30 years later is really to get the tools, as you said earlier, get them global. Um, They're very simple, they're very user friendly, and the vision is now to expand beyond the corporate arena into youth organizations, family, consumer, community. Um, and well, you know, we can talk a little bit more about that. So it's still the same thing. You know, make it easy, make make it simple to grow, learn, manage change, um, and enact your
1: vision. Nice. So why don't we talk a little bit more about like what that what that is? Give people a, a clearer idea of what you're talking about. Yeah. So the vision
0: now. Um, well, I I love thing and training, um, especially locally. Love working with small business owners. Um, I also um, work with youth organizations on character building and development. So I look at two populations: the corp- the business group, and the youth group. And some of the core tools we have are around character and ethics, leadership, basic communication, and the tools are positioned on file folders and job aids. For the kids, they're positioned on stickers. Um, we have simple little exercises um, that you can use as icebreakers before meetings. And pretty much all of them don't really need a lesson plan. You don't really need to have to learn how to use them. Um one of our real favorite tools is uh, napkin notes. We put teaching and learning guidelines, almost SOPs, on a napkin, and the napkin is there to teach at the coffee station, you know, at a business meeting, lunch. Um, so that's kind of the overview brief. Everything is a
1: simple, easy to use tool. Great, and. I love the tools that you've put together because they are so so simple and so forward um, for people to, to use and understand. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk just a little bit about your book, too, because that's one of the great tools that you have as well. And I had mentioned it in the intro. So tell people a little bit about your book. Yes. Yeah.
0: Thank you for bringing that up because, Book publishing uh, is new for me, and um, we, there's a, a you know a longer conversation about um, getting your books, writing your books, getting your books out there. I know you know a lot about that, Donna. Um, NL N-O spells no, why yes spells yes. Maybe so has got to go. Is a very small book with small words that have a really big message. Uh, Donna, I wrote it in 2004. Um, very much propelled by uh, personal learning and observations I was going through, um, both in, you know, home, community, but also out in business. It finally got published last year. Um, It seems to appeal to all ages. We are applying it to business, but we're also looking to publish a youth version. Um, You know, it, what's fun is to run focus groups on this because everybody has uh, somewhat of a different ta- different take. The simple words of no and yes, you know, almost, the listeners uh, can start to even imagine the value of it. Some people are taking it on a very personal level, looking at themselves. You know, where do I say no too much or too little? Where do I say yes too fast and I can't commit? Or where am I not saying yes enough to my dreams and goals? So, you know, as a beginning response to your question, they're really small words with very big impact that you can imagine. Um, a conversation recently was really zeroed on the value of the words and the conversation for younger teens, younger children to learn it early. Yes. So, you know, I almost want to ask you, you know, you've read the book. Is, is there something that you, you know, personally took from the book?
1: Well, congratulations on getting the book done, and it's beautiful. So people that are listening, I would encourage you to go look for it on Amazon or on 4. Um, I see the book as an experience, just the way it's laid out, um, because there's not a lot of words on each page. So as you're going through it, you're, it's very reflective. Or mm-hmm. me- I'm not sure if "meditative" is the right word, but um, that's the word that comes to mind because you kind of take your time and you think about what what you're talking about with um, saying yes when it's really right, and you know you're thinking about when was it right, when when have I said yes when I shouldn't have said yes maybe, or when didn't I say yes? So you it kind of gets you thinking about yourself and situations that you've personally been in. And um, I I think the two words are so simple, um, but yet they're so powerful in how they impact your life. And, you know, I think about those moments in life where you make a decision where you say yes or you say no. And it's like one of those turning points where your life would be totally different if you had Said, the other word, whatever, yeah. whatever way, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so you say yes to going to college in. Um, I went to college in Buffalo, you know. But if I had said yes to going to college in Montreal, my life would be totally different now. Yeah. Right. You, you know, and so you think about those kinds of the impact that those words have on your life and. you Um, where you you are.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I want to build on that for just a moment. You used really great words. It is an experience. It's not a book that you're going to read intellectually. It is an experience and that surprises people, but it is the unique part of it. And I'm going to use the word reflective. It absolutely prompts reflection. And what's fun about the book is uh, a teenager can read it And it will prompt reflection. You don't have to tell them to reflect. It causes you. You know, a a senior executive reads it and says the same thing. Wait a minute. It got me to start thinking about, wow, you know, where did I say no to abruptly to an employee and shut off innovative thinking? Or, um, you know, another manager might say, you know, where have I said yes and overcommitted myself, but it really wasn't a real yes. So the book really touches all angles of that and I'm going to just say you have to read it <laughs> to to really get it and it's a very quick read. You know, you can read it fairly quickly and then people say and then
1: I want to read it again and then again. It's one of those right. kinds of books. Yeah? Yeah, mentioned focus groups. I think it's the type of book where you can sit with a small group of people and start having a conversation about no and yes and like how they impact your life or how they work in this group of people that we are you know maybe it's a class or maybe it's a work team or um you know maybe it's teachers and students you know so i think it can spur good conversation about those words and how people are engaging with those words in that particular setting or situation have you found that to be
0: Yes, and yes. what and we have to go along with that conversation is we have placemats uh, that ask you to start to look at no and yes, and a work team, you know, it's such a simple way to look at it. Team is working on some decision-making, and it's perfect Sit right there. You know, what are we saying no to, and what's the impact of saying no? Um, and what are we saying yes to, and what are all the, the details and logistics Uh, Of that, yes, and can we actually follow through on that? You know, we haven't talked about the maybe so part, um, and that's a fun third chapter in it. Um, That's a piece where I have seen, you know, a fair amount of people get hung up, you know, sitting on the fence. Well, you know, maybe so. Maybe I will do it. And the problem there is it starts to waste time. You know, if that maybe so sits too long, especially in business, you're losing productivity. People think it's a yes, but it's really a no. You know, if it's really a no, say no. <laughs> no, not now. Right. Um, so yeah. the, the maybe so word gets filtered into this too, and it really makes you wrestle with, you know, how often do I either think or say maybe, and what is the cost to sitting on that maybe fence?
1: Right. And you're right. That's an important um, conversation to be having as well. Like hmm that getting stuck place, <laughs> yeah and, and yeah. how you navigate that well uh,
0: it's a serious book, but it's written in a fun way that um, gives everybody it's really prompting people uh, to look at their choices I'm not telling people what to say no and yes on, um, but uh, it is designed to enhance that conversation, elevate that conversation at the family uh, family table, family dinner table, elevate the conversation um at in a business meeting it, it literally you can probably read it i don't know in in probably 20 minutes to get that conversation started
1: definitely definitely it's it's a great book for for that and um yeah it's inspiring thank you so thank you <laughs> well, and they're just such important words. I just, you know, as you're talking, thinking about all the things going on in our society, like now, where these two words are so important in things that are happening that we're seeing. So, yes, getting you know, it now. wasn't,
0: I, I kind of think that maybe that's why it was supposed to be launched now. You know, um, maybe 2004, you know, might not have been as great of an impact, but we're hearing that, too. You know, people are relating it, to in a much wider society, or, you know, society role as well. So, you know, let's see how that moves forward. Um, I'm just going to give a, a quick little vision around this, and it was uh, shared with me by a, a reader, an early reader who was also an author. And she read it and said, this book can flood the airports. You know people have people can read it in an airport, they can pick it up, they can relate to it, and so I have a vision that this book is flooding the airports um as a tool you know right in in a, a moment's thought. I can buy it, I can read it, I can start a conversation
1: definitely, yeah, very cool well, and it sounds like your vision is is big because you have a global vision of taking your tools globally, and impacting communication effectively.
0: You know, I think it boils down to that. It's it's impacting thinking first, which is the precursor to communication. Um, And then it impacts communication in really providing language. You know, if I look at the book and I look at the NAFTA notes and the file folders, it actually lays out language and prompts questions that you can repeat. Uh, An example is some of our tools are around the topic of respect. And language on our stickers or uh, napkin notes say, I have a lot of respect for you, Donna. And then all of a sudden, Donna, you read it and you say, I have a lot of respect for you too, Janet. And the conversation started. Um, So we are looking and some of these words are very universal. You know we cover the topic of honesty, responsibility, caring, um leadership vision. It does cover a lot, but the tools are designed to be repeatable and enhance a conversation and to get people to think just you know another step up, another elevation up.
1: I love it, so. <laughs> I'm going to change the topic a little bit, but what has been challenging in creating mm. like in this evolution? Cause you've kind of talked about three yes. phases of, yes. of you as an entrepreneur or a womanpreneur. Um So what's been challenging in that journey? A uh, real good question because, you know,
0: visioning is great and sometimes uh, we don't talk about that challenge part. Um, and, and I can talk about it in three stages. So, you know, the early vision and when you're just starting out with visioning and you're so inspired, and I am going to say potentially when you're younger, you know, it is, it is just, um, it's just so heartfelt and you can see it, feel it, hear it, taste it. And that's where I was in the eighties. And that vision, I'm going to say naively (laughs) propelled me out doing corporate training all over, working seven days a week, Donna, it worked. And I was also spoiled by that because I said, oh, vision, follow it, do it, it works. The challenge, if there was a challenge then, it was keeping up with the pace. And I did bring some other team members in to be able to deliver how much that vision caused in action and clients. So, you know, that was the good challenge part. Um, the second stage of the visioning when I created a conference center and invested a lot of uh, financial resources into buying, renovating, uh, launching a conference center, the challenge really was marketing and finances, as I'm sure you know very well. You know, so a lot of people today do talk about the different marketing options. Um, I know I need your help on that. Uh, you're a great expert. But that second challenge, when I made a big investment, I would say the biggest was marketing and, and finances, and I did not meet that challenge. Um I held the business for three years, attracted people. Uh, the design was very advanced. Um, but the marketing and money was the challenge. Um, the cha- The challenge in these last uh, this last decade, of working with small business as opposed to large corporate. Um, I love it. I love working with small businesses. Uh, the challenge is small businesses are not as used to putting money and time into training. Um, so I see that as, you know, it's just a little bit longer process to educate small business, really listen to their concerns and, you know, meet a very immediate need Um the other challenge is with the the, the book publishing and products. And that now we come back to marketing. It's, you know, how to get the words out and scale it up. That's, that right now we're facing that challenge.
1: Okay. Does that make sense? And, yeah, definitely. And I think marketing is a common challenge for people um, because, I mean, I was challenged by it too um, because I didn't mm-hmm. really know anything about either, and that's what I found was all the businesses that I worked with, you go in because you're passionate about your craft, whatever it is, and then you're like, oh, and then I've got a market. And <laughs> so um, just, I think that's common. Um, again, would you do it? Oh, Challenges my God, 100% and all?
0: yes. <laughs> what, I have to, I'm just jumping in there. 100% yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's um Yes, yes, yeah, you know, people who people who get get i don't know enraptured or embraced by by a vision, um, it's like you can't not do it. I think you shut down your soul if you don't do it, um, and we can talk about some of the more practicalities about that, but um you know, no matter the highs or the lows, the empty spaces or the too filled spaces, you know, too much business and managing all the challenges, I I would do it the the day I did it in nineteen eighty eight. Um yeah, I would do it. I would even do the second business, you know, buying the leadership spot, you know, even though it financially failed at that time, um, I had to do it. And and it actually did a lot of good for the time it was out. Um, yep. and you know, it's same thing for now, you know, I wrote a lot, we're going to publish a lot. Um, and so I'm staying with it. This is a forever.
1: Cool. Because I think, you know, we probably have women listening that haven't made that leap into their own business yet. And they have that mm-hmm. idea that they're trying to figure out, like, should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? And we get all sorts of messages about why we shouldn't do it. Um, uh. But part of the purpose of this radio show is to um, bring people like you on, visionary womenpreneurs that are doing it despite the challenges, and and sometimes having things that don't go as well as they we had wanted them to. Um, and that's where we oh, can yeah. learn tons of things as well.
0: Yes, and, you know, I could almost – you know, j- jump on that and build on it because I do talk to younger entrepreneurs who are just starting out, um, and you know, I I hear I hear the passion and I also hear the doubt, and I you know I say a few things to them. You know, one, um, you know, one this is a different time and day, and you know I think there's a lot of support for both women and your passion, following the passion. It's not as uh, as loose and, and new as it was in the 80s and 90s. You know, more and more people know about vision, follow your skills, follow your dream, make something different. Um, and, and I would build on that by saying, you know, nobody's alone. This is the era of collaboration. So, yeah, it's almost like you can't not follow your vision, but, start, you know, pay attention to the collaborations, you know, sometimes with more senior people, sometimes with people that have done this before. Um and, and so looking at thirty years of this, I would say, you know, you almost have to. Um, put blinders on to some of the cautions, you know, but then definitely pay attention to the disciplines, you know, that you know and the structure that you have to do to follow yep. that vision. Um, you know, don't necessarily get hooked into other people say you have to do social media or you have to publish articles or you have to speak at conferences. Um you have to do the package that works for you, um, and I yeah. think I think a universal what works for you is you have to have a personal engagement with people. Um, you know, meeting people one on one, talking, learning, listening. I think is a core for anyone that is moving forward in their vision.
1: Definitely. So we have just one minute left. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So we want to make sure that people know how to get in touch with you. So. What's your website for people to reach out to you? So the name of the
0: website is you, the letter U, have my word. And it's
1: youhavemyword.com. Great. So I encourage people to visit your website, reach out to Janet for more information about her programs and the difference that she's making in the world. Pick up her book, N-O spells no, Y-E-S spells yes, maybe so, it's got to go. You can get that on Amazon. And, Janet, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate Uh, having you.
0: It's fun, and it's fun to listen to the other womenpreneurs, you know, as you continue this series.
1: Well, great. I encourage people to come back again and listen and join us on Facebook at Visionary Womenpreneurs in our Facebook group make it a great day. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Janet.